Hello, you found the Texas Steampunk Connection, your source for all things steampunk in the great free state of Texas. We have adventures. We review books, movies, and games. We interview cool people, and we share upcoming events. And we ask the all-important question, is it steampunk? What is steampunk? I'm Flavio. I'm Erica. And I'm Fax. <laughs> we are your hosts. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Texas, Texas Steampunk Connection. found the Texas Steampunk Connection again. This is, what, season 3, 3.0, episode 6 now. Wow, we're moving along. The year is moving along. Definitely. We're finally finally getting through to the end of summer. Yeah, it's actually uh, cool today. This weekend it has been raining, at least where we are, which has been a fantastic reprieve from the 100 degree heat. So nice. <laughs> Definitely. And oh, tomorrow man. it'll be a sauna, so that'll be... Great. Yeah. Good for your skin. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. Sweat Definitely. it out. Definitely. Definitely going to be sweating it out, that's for sure. So, we've been talking about our friends, the Goth. Oh, right. We've, yeah. talk, we've talked about Frankenstein. We talked about Dracula. And at last time, well, with the, with, the Dra- with the Frankenstein conversation, Mary Shelley, we had asked, we were talking about Steampunk Dollhouse, or her answer about the fears of ch- children and stuff like that. We asked to clarify. Because she said that Mary Shelley was deeply influenced by. Yes, let me see right here. Childbirth. One thing for you to consider, Mary Shelley was pregnant when she wrote the book. She had already given birth to a girl who had died soon after, and her own mother died within days of her birth. The general consensus is that much of the book encapsulates her fears surrounding childbirth. And we asked for a little bit of clarification, and she wrote back, Mary Shelley had fears about monstrous things being born. I should have clarified. Her own mother called her the little animal. Birth gone wrong. Frankenstein's creation, his child, was a monster. So that and makes... a new Japanese kink was born. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, never mind. Nothing. What? La, la, la. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Right. Moving on. <laughs> okay. But that, okay, that, that makes much more sense to the, the whole Frankenstein it be, being a, a childbirth thing. Just the idea of monsters being brought into the world. What were we going to talk about this week? We were talking about what? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yep. Yeah, so keeping within the keeping within the Victorian monster horror thing we've been doing, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how this relates to goth or if it does at all. I don't think it does. Uh, this is definitely not not as popular, or does, as far as I know, not as popular or or defining to the goth genre as as. But it's the but it, but, it, but it is gothic. It yes, I'll definitely <laughs> say that this is a, a gothic horror novel. By, by who's that? Robert Louis Stevenson. And I thought, who is that? I, oh, he's the guy who wrote Treasure Island. Was he? Yeah, he yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what Wikipedia says anyway. And I remember reading that at, at a much younger age and thinking it was pretty cool. Plus, there are Muppets. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently also he wrote a, 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 little, a story called The Body Snatcher. Another one called The Bottle Imp. Markheim. And Where of... Hermanston, which I haven't read yet. I haven't uh, none read of those movies. are familiar to me. Yeah, but, but a bunch uh, of short stories. <laughs> oh, because you, because you actually read the book. Yeah, I, I found a, a, a whole, book of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. The whole book. Well, it was only seventy pages. <laughs> well, it's, it's more than I read. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this I actually read this one, unlike the Frankenstein and the Dracula. Well, I read those, you know, because I had to in high school. See, I didn't. I don't understand. <laughs> so instead of reading this one, 
I was able to find it on YouTube, like a book on tape, uh, right. a- audio book. Uh-huh. Uh, they had two versions. One was like three hours long, and within the first couple of minutes, I was I was falling asleep. Yeah, and I tried so to listen to that one too. It didn't work. I found another one that was two two and a half hours long, so we kind of moved at a quicker pace. So I recommend that one if you run across it or you want to listen to this. I also opened another window to YouTube and found what was it called? Dark wave horror. That that's the the search terms I look for. Okay. And I pulled up a bunch of of vaguely scary background music. You know that the. To, to get the mood that, that I was looking for. We will share with you, our dear listeners. It'll be, just just uh, Google search it and you'll find a bunch of different things. Uh, so if you're, if you're reading, or if you're dodging the whole reading thing and uh, <laughs> going to YouTube for audiobooks, uh, that's an interesting way of, of building more of the... the right, yep. I, the prefer, I, I, I prefer the full audio drama audiobooks, you know, with the different actors and sound effects, effects and all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah i mean if it's just someone just plain out reading to me yeah i don't i can't i don't get into those very well <laughs> yeah and, and this one was well well let's just get into it i thought this one was as an audiobook kind of hard harder to listen to because mm-hmm. all the characters kind of sound the same yes i mean were. obviously one guy was reading them but right they, nothing them really made them stand apart yeah because they were all the same uptight upper class gentlemen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Boring old, boring old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> they went to a boring old guys club, and that that really is. The That's it. <laughs> establishing the story. That's what they were. <laughs> but one of them, Mister Jack, Doctor Hyde. Doctor Hyde. Doctor Jekyll. Doctor Jekyll. Doctor Jekyll. And Mister Hyde. Doctor Jekyll was the proper gentleman. They, they all seem the same. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, no, Mister Hyde was bad. Yes, Mister uh, Hyde was his dark side. Dr. Jekyll d- disappeared and just stopped coming to club, right? Yep. And everybody wondered what happened to him. Where did he go? Yeah. And, uh, and so the first half of the book is sort of walking through this mystery, very yeah. Agatha Christie sort of things happening. Mm-hmm. You're trying to put the clues together. Well, because because well, thing. it was his lawyer who was curious because he also left that that will. You know, mm-hmm. the, so mm-hmm. if anything happened to me, or if I disappear for a certain amount of time, all this stuff goes to Mr. Hyde. <laughs> and he's like, who's this and Mr. Hyde? never made the acquaintance of this gentleman. Who yeah. is this Mr. Hyde person? And then there's a murder, and Dr. Jekyll apparently pays off the grieving family member or something to that effect. And uh, Not the murder part. He, Mr. So Hyde, there were a, couple of, a couple of yeah, violent he, he episodes. Yeah, he, he right. trampled a girl. Right. And he then, stomps yeah. on babies. Yeah, essentially. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he and then uh Dr. Jekyll pays off Mr. Hyde's crime of of attacking this person and then all the gentlemen at the club are thinking, Well, this Mr. Hyde person must be blackmailing Doctor Jekyll in some way or mm-hmm. or some, having some sort of unsavory influence. Yep. And then yeah, then then yeah, then yeah, apparently yeah. Mr. Hyde goes out at night and has his fun and does bad things and sneaks in and out of the back door of the back of of Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll's house. (laughs) Not that bad. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, they really didn't. They never said what he did. Well, they certainly didn't say that he went in the back door. Brown chicken, brown cow. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. But I mean, I mean, the whole thing was I, I saw I, I saw two corollaries in there. One, he basically like a, like a drug addict kind of thing, and or two, he was in the closet, and Mr. Hyde was his way out of the closet. Oh, so so Robert Louis Stevenson was equating uh, Mr. Hyde to the the uh, <clears throat> sexual. Deviancies mm-hmm. of uh, yeah, because I mean they said the in there, Doctor, you know, Doctor Jekyll said, well, you know, he has these these cravings and things in his head that he can't do because he's the proper gentleman and he has to hide it. I didn't. <laughs> That's I what, didn't read that in. Okay. He said that. I mean, he was well, in no, there. no. I, I I know he said that. I didn't read uh, any sexual undertones. Well, it, in, it didn't say sexual it. per se. It just said pro, productivity, productivities or whatever he said. Proclivities. Proclivities. O- okay. But it's, it's like or it could. I be, don't want to read it. Things into well, that's it. That a, that's, the author that's, didn't that's one of the ways it could be interpreted. Yeah. Or it could be a, he's a drug addict. And I know, thought, or a drunk. I, I expected <laughs> or, those. I was looking for those 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 uh, keywords and those suggestions. But but really, all the guys at the club drank alcohol. So they he wasn't trying to make a point of, of teetotaling or saying that alcohol was bad. And he really didn't get into what, what could have been easy. Talking about uh, you know cocaine or laudanum or uh, what else was hot um, opium, none of those things were really established as as something that uh, Doctor Jekyll right. took advantage of or took a lot of. No, In but he end, took this elixir that turned him into Mister Hyde. Exactly, that was his drug. So that was the drug, and the elixir is not defined but other he, than that he invented it as a way of trying to. And he eventually slipped it. Uh, slipped externalize away. his darker. But he only made a certain amount of it. Right. And he only used it till that ran out by the end of the the end of the story. And then his darker side took over. Mister Hyde took over. And, I just didn't feel like he was able to make the transformation without the elixir at that point. Which withdrawals? Right. <laughs> but I didn't feel like the the point was really being put forward that this is a, a parallel to drug addiction mm. uh, because it didn't seem like no. Doctor Jekyll was was overusing or or going through any other signs that I would recognize as as drug use. No. Because no. I was looking for that. I expected that. Right, um, right. No, and this was, I think this was more of a sort of the human struggle between science and nature again. The, the romantics having their dichotomy between the industrial revolution and, and the prevalence of science and the natural world. Well, which one is the naturalist, the, uh, Dr. Jagel or Mr. Hyde? Well, I think I think the the fact that Mr. Hyde was the more natural, you know, he was he was just sort He's of following the, his his urges. Right, uh, right. He was he was Doctor Jekyll's sort of id, uh, hmm. you know, a, the the amoral, uh, just acting upon the impulses and proclivities without any consideration for how those might harm uh, other people or how they how those might. Um, ultimately harm the person himself who is acting upon these impulses. And I, I think I tend to agree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is getting into the second half of the story where yeah, all has been revealed and there's still half a book left. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so it's, it's kind of like a like a, like an Agatha Christie novel. The, right. the 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 bad guy is revealed, and then he tells his story about how he did it and why he did it. Right. That's the second half of the book. Right. Yeah. The last the last chapter was basically Jekyll's Jekyll's point of view. Where they that's where they find the he finds the letter. Yeah. And uh, this is what I was getting right here. He goes, um, you know, let's see right here. I was born in the year 18, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't even say what year. To a large fortune. Endowed besides with excellent parts. Inclined by nature to industry. Found of the, fond of the respect of the wise and good, good among my fellow men. And thus, as might have been supposed, with every guarantee of an honorable and distinguished future. And indeed, the worst of my faults was a certain impatient gaiety of the disposition. Such as, such has been... Such has made the happiness of many, but such as I found it hard to reconcile with my imperious desire to carry my head high and wear a more than commonly grave countenance before the public. Hence it came about that I concealed my pleasures, and that when I reached years of reflection and began to look around me and take stock of my progress and position in the world, I stood already committed to the profound duplicity of life. Many a man would have even blazoned such irregularities as I was guilty of, but from the high views that I had set before me. I regarded and hid them with an almost morbid sense of shame, and was thus rather an exact nature of my aspirations than any particular degradations in my faults. I mean, he had some kind of things going around in his head that he was ashamed of. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody does. Yeah, I mean, but, that's that's sort of the point. Is is yeah. you know, with within each each person is sort of, you know, th- this is the human condition. There's part of us that is animalistic and and you know wishes harm upon those who harm us and wishes to indulge in whatever uh, impulses of the moment, whether that be for, you know, beating someone up or, or, <laughs> right. and, and or he, having a, with, a good and time. With his, or, with his chemistry, he found a way to get around it by turning it into Mr. Hyde. <laughs> well, just in that, in that reading, I, I don't attribute anything wicked to, to him in that, in that paragraph. Uh, he's just saying, you know, when I was young and youthful, I was happy and free spirited, and I liked things, wh- whatever those things are. You, you know, you as a listener, you can attribute the th- same things that you enjoy. But society and culture demanded that he be stoic, that he be uh, serious, stone faced, and dull. Isn't this a English rock song? Or I think Sting wrote this. <laughs> uh, so British, um, that, you know. Stiff upper lip. Yeah, you, the society requires you to be stern and and uh, those sort of things. And he was had he had to hide any of his. Uh, and that's why joyful. he's called Mister Hyde. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there. Were, Though it was so profane, a double dealer, I was in no sense a hypocrite. Both sides of me were dead earnest. I was no more myself than when I, when I laid aside restraint and plunged, plunged in shame, than when I labored in the eye of the day. You know, I mean, he even says shame. I don't. He, right. I don't know. Whatever yeah. he was doing, he did, he thought it was shameful. <laughs> you know. So, and here we are. He's he's taken this this elixir, this bad science. Uh, <laughs> mad mad scientist. That makes that makes it steampunk. That uh, turned him into this this other person creature. Um, I thought that was in- another interesting uh, thing that Stevenson 
gets into. It, it seems like he really doesn't have any specific thing he's trying to discuss. Just the idea of uh, evil, the 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 seed of evil that's in all of us. The duplicity of man. Uh, right, and as as Doctor Jekyll turns into Mister Hyde and takes on these these uh, features, it's interesting to see how he chooses to describe him. Like a, uh, like a dwarf, almost. Right, right. He actually physically shrinks into a different size person. Misshapen. Although they never said, I mean, they said, we seem to, he seemed misshapen, but I can't really quite know what's misshapen about him. And it was like, he was like not really quite clear to look at, apparently. And he was hard to look at and give him, yeah, yeah, and people was, were uncomfortable around him, just being like an aura, just, you know. Right. Very forgettable yeah. features. But he didn't fit into his clothes anymore. Right, because he shrunk. Yeah, like he did physically shrink. He didn't like just bow over, or or you know, get a hunch or something. He, he turned into this homunculus of a person. Right. Uh, yeah, which it was, it was is a fi- weird. it was a physical change. Mm-hmm. You know? What I think is interesting too is that Jekyll doesn't know what Hyde gets up to when when Jekyll is sleeping, but Hyde he is knows. aware of Jekyll. Right. And I, th- I, I think, think, although I think later on Jekyll starts to know what Hyde did. Right. They, they, so it's it's sort of like the struggle to to reconcile with your dark side, and and like the first thing that you that you have to do when you are working with, um, coming to terms with your evil impulses or your shat what they call it shadow self your your less than decent impulses towards the world is that you become aware of them. And that, and like you say, right, that right, that's right. very hard to look at. It's yeah. hard to like, no, you're in denial at first. It's, it's yeah. hard to admit, you know, there is a part of me that really just wants to smash your face in because I fucking hate you, and it's just, <laughs> it, it's hard to, it's hard to go, you know, because you think of yourself, I'm a good person. I've, right. I've I would done all do these like good that. things yeah. with my life, and I've applied myself studiously to my career, and I've worked very hard to have a standing in society and to build relationships and, and, you know, have this sort of public persona of a very calm, reliable, decent, upstanding citizen. But then there's still this part of me that just wants to, I can, I can set this whole damn place on fire. <laughs> See, but that's what happens. Like when people get, when, they, when people start to drink or do drugs and they, they lose their inhibitions and that stuff, that stuff kind of comes out more, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. You know, that's why, the, you know, the angry drunk or, you know, right. the, the crazy drug addict kind of person, you know, it's like. So Stephen assigns these things as evil within right. us. I also found it interesting that when it came down to the details of why he was evil, he wasn't really all that evil. <laughs> he stomped on some kid um, Who probably deserved in the street it. Uh, because he was just pissed off in a loose cannon, right. which we expect. I mean, it's not good. No, not and good. And then later in the book, he, uh, he does kill somebody. S- some old guy uh, sets him off, and he he beats him. He beats him to death. But that's it. Those are the only two things right, they that never, I can yeah, really never, nail yeah. down as things right. he did. Yeah, they never really go into detail of what else he's been doing. Otherwise, he just skulks around and uh, looks mean. Probably looks at ladies' ankles. Oh, for shame! <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> didn't even mention it. Nope, didn't mention I mean, that at all. He could have, and that would have. I guess uh, <laughs> gave us something, but there, right, he had there his wasn't own. There was a he, lot of meat on those bones. He had his own bachelor pad. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what's evil. 
right? He had his own place. To, he even had, yeah, he had his own place to go to. He had a, even had a housekeeper there who was apparently not a nice person either, <laughs> but well, didn't per- like him either. Perhaps. Well, nobody liked him. Right, it's true. Nobody liked him. Perhaps the the uh, literary conventions of of uh, the time that this was written in, you wouldn't. He was being very ungentlemanly. You would not. <laughs> you would not specifically name any of those things due to the sensibilities of your readers. Oh, yeah, there might have been censorship involved. Well, or well, self-censorship. I mean, he was concerned say, about it, maybe. Say, I'm not going to detail any of these right, you, horrible leave, things We'll, we'll leave it to your imagination. my gentle readers will be so horrified and disgusted because, of course, you are not terrible people and you don't have any of these dark impulses to which I obliquely but, refer. Uh, or... or <laughs> Or maybe there, it's there would for be you a social understanding your... that that what those impulses are are understood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, given the other two uh, books we've reviewed in the last uh, episodes, I found them much more forthcoming mm-hmm. in their filth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why they're more popular, I imagine. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one was not a romance story of any kind, nor like 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 Dracula was kind of a romance story, not a good one. Well, not the kind of romance I want. <laughs> was it a bad romance? <laughs> no. But yeah. Uh-huh. Aha. Plus, plus, it was a much shorter story. Yes, yes, that's that's true, that's true. Um, so that kind of covers it uh, as far as I think what we can what can, we can glean from it. Yeah, it's like I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's very – it's gothic. It's a gothic novel. It was right, written in the right time. It, um, as far as steampunk goes, there was a mad scientist. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to be particularly steampunk. Right. I thought it, it established, uh, established the genre, that, that, that dark, misty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, London feel to it uh, that – I thought the writer did pretty well there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Lovecraft writes very similar to this, where it's, you know, someone is recounting the tale of something that mm-hmm. they heard or saw, mm, or they yeah. re- they received a letter from this long-lost relative who had this horrific experience or whatever. So that, that sort of I think Lovecraft does it better. story within a story, or, you know, I'm, I'm retelling you this from something that I heard from an acquaintance of mine, that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, I... That's a that's a pretty commonly used uh, literary trope. Although, well, like <laughs> e- even in in Bram Stoker's Dracula, you're reading letters right back and forth mm. between uh, the different characters. Well, I, I was I was I was comparing Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde to um, Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the more modern day <laughs> stuff that we that we're Good looking call. at nowadays. Good call. <laughs> hmm. I mean, because I mean, in the comic books, it was an accident. It was a you know, radiation accidental from a bomb. But in the TV show, he was experimenting on himself with gamma radiation, like you do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and causing the Hulk to come out. Because um, yeah, but then he never remembers what the Hulk does. Well, not never, but most of the time he doesn't remember right. what happens when he's the Hulk. And the Hulk is you know, thinking you know, thought to be this big monster, and just all he does is destruction and all this kind of stuff. But most of the time, he and just, his clothes don't fit. And his clothes don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He changes size, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, 
I think it's that. similar. Not exact. It's definitely a similar. There's a correlation there. Yeah, yeah. And and I wanted I wanted to get into how has uh, uh, modern storytelling taken Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and I think that's the closest used one. Used it uh, and and changed it to to be a to tell another story or to mm-hmm. tell the story better. And man, you're right on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've also I also noticed that things change. Like back in the day, things were it was. Um, alchemy or chemistry that changes and made people do, do these things. And mm-hmm. before, back in the what seventies and eighties, and back then it was you know well back in the, during the atomic age, it was radiation that's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, but nowadays in the in the in the storytelling, it's it's genetic drugs. manipulation or drugs. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's doing it because that's the, the that's current, the current thing. Yeah, the in science, the current science of <laughs> yeah. the day that we're still exploring and afraid of, but also fascinated with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but it's but it's all the same. Like the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, he was bitten by a genetically altered spider, while Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but so, but yeah, yeah, I, I I couldn't think of anything closer than Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk in but, comparison to Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I remember, and this is a con- and it's a constant uh, struggle of of you know humanity's basic uh, drives versus. Uh, you know the the drive to that science mm-hmm. gives us to do better and become more uh, godlike. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I don't. I mean, I really don't know the the, the motivation behind Jekyll doing it was he just felt he had to get out. He, he wanted to, to get it. rid of it. Yeah, he wanted he wanted to, you know he wanted it to either yeah you know, get rid of it. Banner was looking more into well. In the TV show, <laughs> the old TV show back in the seventies, uh-huh. he was he was looking into like the phenomenon, like the, the you hear stories about you know a mother picking up a car to get her get her child out from under it kind of thing. What uh-huh. brings that kind of strength kind of thing? That's what uh-huh. he was looking into there, you know. And then the Hulk was born <laughs> because whenever he gets angry or scared or whatever, he turned into the Hulk or hurt. Um, but that's not exactly what Jekyll was doing. <laughs> right, he was just trying to completely separate out all of his shameful impulses and mm-hmm. get rid of them right because so he can be a better so gentleman can, or whatever man. Mm-hmm. and what you find is that that isn't possible and that your dark side will overwhelm you mm-hmm. and that you will become your dark side if you're not careful with it right another simulation another similar situation was in star trek the, the original series where captain kirk had that transporter accident and he was split into two guys oh yeah yeah one guy was his his good good side the other side was his bad side and his bad side was you know the aggressive mean but also very fearful <laughs> you know all those all the the tendencies you know things you don't like about yourself you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, i thought that was pretty cool but too. the good side was wishy-washy yeah kind of wishy-washy not very strong yeah. couldn't make the the hard decisions that would that would uh possibly result in someone losing their life yeah, or mm-hmm. you know couldn't couldn't take risks because um didn't he didn't just couldn't have decide. That. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't you know, no firm, no no solid idea or no. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. But his bad side, he was you know, yeah, he was he was a cowardly, but mean and aggressive and mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. But you know, so basically, well, if you've you... ever met our dog, <laughs> <laughs> does, he, does he have two personalities? Well, he's he's aggressive with with uh, with dogs that are bigger than he is oh, because he's right. afraid of them. Oh, okay. So kind of the same thing. Got to make yourself look big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go on the offensive immediately so that no one knows you're afraid. <laughs> I remember a movie uh, back in the 80s, probably, uh, with a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde theme 
Um, I'm trying to remember, but uh, the the doctor is sort of this nousy, um, weak, not cool mm-hmm. guy. Um, I don't know. That wishes that he were more popular, and then he takes this draw, and he becomes like a swinging, awesome bachelor (laughs) There was a a song by Men at Work called Mr. Heckle and and Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. I I know, I know, and I I knew that song. And it was a lot like that. I love that that. song. It was a lot like that, but I remember it being a movie um, of some sort. Uh, Is it Dr. Detroit? No. no. (laughs) Another... Interesting. Because uh, yeah, isn't that isn't that like he became you know he was a washy little guy but then he became that pimp or whatever kind of back right, and forth. but not through not through drug use. No, just just yeah. <laughs> through through necessity. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of Doctor Detroit, but that was a funny movie. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Uh, oh well, I'll, I'll remember it when it won't be important anymore. But I. I swear there was Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hype, 1980. Mr. Hype. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> it got three stars out of ten. Woo. Ooh. <laughs> that could be worse. <laughs> An ugly, misshapen podiatrist ingests a formula made by a colleague and turns into a handsome, devil-may-care, but this, violent ladies' this, man. This does sound a little familiar. Did the guy have like a wart or something on his face? Or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow! I'll have to bring that up. I gotta see this. <laughs> so, what else is there? We got the Incredible Hulk, the Star Trek Kirk. That does not look familiar, but whatever gets the point across. Yeah. Um. So this this swinging ladies man is evil, but an interesting. Was it know, a com- was it a comedy? Yes. Okay, yes, that's why. D- d- uh, variation on the theme yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) that's why i like the song from minute work it was just hilarious a funny song yeah yeah (laughs) the the it's the hook that that Mm -hmm. that gets you in fact i think i'm gonna play that one (laughs) okay yeah how could we not cool all right Um, i was gonna suggest abney park's two elixirs but i uh, can toss that one in also sure (laughs) ah well Anything else going on uh, that uh, we should hit before before the break? I can't think of anything at the moment. I mean, we're we're going to be going. We're going to have a table of steampunk November. Woohoo! Um, right. so, come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. Talk to us. Maybe we'll rec- maybe you'll sit down and talk with us on mic. We'll see. We're, we're building some some uh, weird gadgets and mm-hmm. fiddly things that uh, you might be interested in. Other than that, I think there's nothing else going on. There's well, we'll talk about. The upcoming. the upcoming events uh, after the after, after the, break, the break. But yep. uh, oh oh, Erica and I got married. Oh yes, congratulations, guys. That's, that's why we didn't record last weekend. <laughs> yeah, they were they were doing stuff. We had family in town. <laughs> I guess I'll let it slide since you know it's a happy occasion and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a pretty good time. Made it legal. I am no longer living in sin. Don't be happy to know. There are many sins. <laughs> We don't need to go into those. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we'll be back after this break.
Alex laid at the laboratory Where things are not as they seem Dr. Heckle wishes nothing more desperately than To fulfill all his dreams Letting loose with a scream in the dead of night As he's breaking new ground Trying his best to unlock all the secrets But he's not sure what he's found Dr. Heckle is his own little guinea pig Cause they all think he's mad Sets his sights on the search of a lifetime And he's never, never sad Whoa, it's off to work he goes In the name of science and all its wonders This is the story of Dr. Heckle and Mr. Giant Experiment. He's breaking all the rules He wants to cure all manner of imbalances This world of fools He knocks the door and he looks around nervously He knows there's no one there He drinks it down and waits for some reaction to All his work and care Oh hey hey He fumbles for what to say Loves the world, except for all the need. This is the story of Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. They are a person who feels good to be alive. This is the story of Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive.
was trying to think of. If you remember The Nutty Professor in 1996. I do remember that movie, uh, yes. With Eddie Murphy. I can't believe I couldn't remember this. But yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking of. Sex, slapstick, science fiction, comedy, where this nerdy fat guy, you know. To, comes up with a, chemi- a formula. And to drinks. become a swinging superstar who's kind of a jerk. And, uh, but, and yeah, nobody's evil. But it, it's an interesting retelling of it's, it's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde story. But trying to make it funny. Trying to make it funny as, uh, uh, as the Mr. <laughs> Sherman Clump. There was a spinoff. The, the another movie, The Clumps, yeah. from this. Yeah. So Mr. Clump trying to I think there's been a couple woo of nutty the girl. And, uh, there's been a couple of Nutty Professor movies, actually, besides oh. that one. I think there's been others. That's what The Clumps is one of them, but there's actually like The Nutty Professor 2, I think, is out there as well. <laughs> so this has obviously gotten much more popular than Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the novel, ever did. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank, right. thank you for letting me <laughs> oh, no worries, remember worries. that and bring that back. <laughs> All right. I'm a very patient person. A body falls past the window. Whatever. <laughs> and you put put it down and you feel like shaky all over. Both your hands are covered. Uh, Immediately blood. peg him as a cogman. So we've known each other for years. It's Sumeshi. One of the knives is missing from a garter hilt because it is being pressed to your throat. Damn. We had a... Oh my God. Oh. So you took money from him, huh? He, he, he talked about this earlier. He <laughs> was attacked by the forces of the American Confederation. <laughs> yeah. Are you constantly checking for traps? <laughs> the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast is available at rickstories.com or on iTunes. You can also get it at Stitcher and Google Play. It may
Okay, we're back. Um, hey. There was a few commercials in there for our fellow podcasters. Who um, are we listening to? <laughs> well, we, we, we listened to Abney Park, their two elixirs song. Abney Park is, as you know, very steampunk. Because so they tell us. The steampunk <laughs> band. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to throw in uh, an oldie but goodie from Minute Work, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. Because <laughs> I like that song, and it kind of goes with what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. I, I love, <laughs> loved uh, Minute Work. Yeah, me cause, too. Because we're old. Yes. But uh, go on YouTube and look up the video. Yeah, it makes, uh, the song makes more sense when you're watching the video, actually. Yeah, Minute Work came from the... the small short time in the 80s when they would make music videos that went with the song yeah <laughs> they put a story to it <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about what's coming up what's on the calendar yes first up is uh well geek fest 2018 is coming up on the 17th that's like next week right that's next mm-hmm. week and we do plan to attend but just as attendees right right you're not vending like you normally do correct um now we've talked about CTC Geek Fest over and over and over Often. here, but uh, I'm going to do it again. A celebration of all things geek, fostering creativity and a sense of community among attendees while raising funds for CTC student scholarships and programs. CTC is the college, mm-hmm. Central Texas College, where it's being held. Uh, the event is not your typical con. We pride ourselves on a, offering a variety of programs so you can actively participate. And those have in the past included... Uh, demonstrations of actual built robots from the university um cake decorating yeah. contest cosplay <laughs> Some of those karaoke, cakes are pretty awesome. Awesome. planetarium uh the it's at a planetarium and uh i don't know if they've actually had planetarium they used to show rocky stuff. horror at midnight too yeah yeah right and they're, they're still showing movies um one of the things i'd liked about it in the past is it was uh free to attend but it is no longer now it's uh, uh, $50 for a weekend or $20 a day at the door, but you can get less expensive tickets if you order in advance. Time is running out. It's next weekend. So if you're going to go, uh, go online and, and check them out. Also, there is going to be a steampunk track, hence we're talking about yep. it, uh, hosted by the Central Texas Steampunk community, uh, which we've talked about in the, in the past. And I'm told they're going to have a table and a room. Uh, I believe so. I guess Mm -hmm. panel discussions, and also the Sovereign Scrolls LARP that uh, we often mention on these events. They're having a table, so they're going to be represented there uh, with their their steampunk bent uh, LARP ongoing game that they play. Uh, So check them out. You you can hit a lot of uh, a lot of the check boxes just by coming to this con and. having a good time hopefully it won't be too hot as it was this last year but it's all indoors it's mostly indoors if it's hot enough it's all indoors <laughs> but uh good times okay what's next uh, august 19th is from 3 to 5 p.m at jordan bachman pioneer farms which is at 10621 pioneer farms drive in austin they're having their volunteer recruitment meetup. Uh, this year's theme is victorian gothic tales of terror so if where would you learn anything about those things <laughs> <laughs> right so if anything we've been talking about in the last few podcasts is of interest to you if you enjoy the uh, macabre if you are into edgar Allan poe if you think uh, frankenstein's monster would be a really interesting 
uh, part to portray. Or if you enjoy The Nutty Professor like I do. (laughs) (laughs) Come on out. Uh, It's from 3 to 5 p.m. on Sunday, August 19th at Pioneer Farms. Next, August 31st. Hmm? Kyle, Pie in the Sky, Hot Air Balloon Festival. I went to this last year. Last year was its first year. It was small, but they had a lot of balloons. None of them got in the air, but they but they blew them up. I mean, well, they didn't blow, blow you know, they right, filled them right. up, and they had the balloon glow going. There were a lot of good balloons there. It was fun, uh, but it was a really small festival. It's growing, though. Was it really windy? or I don't know why they didn't go up in the air. Okay. But I'm sure it was probably because of wind. Mm. As usual. But, yeah, they had a lot of balloons there that for, for – but they packed that field. I remember so, last year they tried to break the world record for having the, the most, amount most of ki- number of Kyles in one place. Yep, and I don't know how well they did. <laughs> My friend Kyle, we got there too late for them to, for him to be counted. Oh, <laughs> Mostly because rats. partially the parking. The parking is crazy. So either get there early or go ahead and spend a little extra for VIP parking because then you'll be right there up front. Well, hopefully if it was a first-year festival, they'll have the parking a little bit more ironed out this time. It's always a learning curve. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There, you, we parked a, we parked in an offside off offsite parking spot, and then we had a little like a they had like a bus system bringing us in, mm. you know, from there. But it took a while to get to it because we went straight to the site, and the traffic was crazy. Oh, so, will so. there be signs or? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a cute little place. They had they had the best taco. Fajita taco stand that was awesome. I remember you talked about that for months. <laughs> yeah, they were really good fajitas. All right, let's go get fajita tacos at Kyle Pie in the Sky. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, it's, it's you know they have vendors and all kinds of stuff going on there, and they had bands, so it's just a you know good old little festival. Sounds so, fun. I recommend it. Okay. Okay, now moving into September, uh, starting uh, September eighth. If I didn't mention them already, Sovereign Scrolls LARP. Uh, they're back to their regular game schedule. Uh, after Geek Fest. Uh, so they meet at Condor Park in Colleen, Texas. They say, come join us for family-friendly, adventuring and fun, character creation, basic information from 10 to noon in the morning, and then adventuring till 4. Uh, LARP is a storyline-based uh, game, so go to SovereignScrolls.com for more information. Uh, the event fee is $10 per adult. Kids under 10 are free for with a paying adult. Bring your sack lunch and drinks, and hope to see you all there. All right. And then we have uh, in uh, September 12th, it, it actually, there's one on September 13th as well, um, the Galvez Ghost Tour and Dinner Ooh. at the Galvez Bar and Grill Hotel Galvez and Spa at 2024 Seawall Boulevard in Galveston, Texas. Uh, Galveston is a, always a great time. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, if you believe in ghosts, if you have an interest in the paranormal, Hotel Galvez and Spa offers Dinner with the Ghosts twice in the month of September. During the tour, the ghost concierge, or the hotel's concierge, guides <laughs> guides the participants through the ghostly past of the hotel, followed by a three-course dinner at the Galvez Bar and Grill. Priced at $65 per person, inclusive, the one-and-a-half-hour public Ghost Tour is only available as part of the Ghost Dinner Package. Advanced reservations are required, so call 409-765-7721. If you want to see special offers for details on an overnight package, go to www.hotelgalvez.com. 
Hotel Gavez and its ghosts have been featured on Ghost Lab on the Discovery Channel and Ghost Stories on the Travel Channel. It's a beautiful hotel. It's a great town. Um, if you want to get out of town midweek, check it out. Awesome. I think we should check that one out. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah. Love Galveston. Okay. Now we're at another balloon festival. Woo! This is uh, September 21st. This is the Plano Balloon Festival. This is happening Friday, September 21st, and Saturday and Sunday after that. Starts at uh, 4 p.m. Friday. Celebrating 39 years of ballooning in Plano, Texas. The 2018 In Touch Credit Union Plano Balloon Festival is a three-day weekend beginning at 4 p.m. on Friday, September 21st, at the Oak Park, Oak Point Park, located at 2801 East Spring Creek Parkway, Plano, Texas. The weekend offers something for everyone. Entertainment on the Fox 4 Community Stage, KLUV Main Stage, fireworks show, kids activities, skydivers, and an enormous variety of food. Merchandise Sounds and handmade great. products. And, of course, the incredible hot air balloons. The balloons will launch on Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and Sunday at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., weather permitting, of course. Of course. I've yet to be a, I have yet to go to a balloon festival where they launch the balloons. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've been to balloon festivals where they didn't even have the balloons up. Yeah, exactly. They just had the Too baskets windy. and the flame. Right. right. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad. Eh, um, you know. Well, the envelopes see. are very flammable, so if they get blown directly across the the open flame there, that's a $15,000 It's just like n- silk nylon. Gone. Oh, silk. Okay. Well, it could be it could be nylon at this point, but yeah. Whatever's they call really it, lightweight. They call it silks. Yeah, there's a mission tickets $10 for the day. Uh, $5 for children and seniors, or $20 for the weekend. All right. And I've never been to the Plano one. We have not gone to the Plano one. Mm-mm. Didn't usually drive that far. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a trek for us from Austin, but it sounds like it might be worth checking out, you guys. It might be. All right. Then we've got uh, September 22nd. Uh, Halloween is uh, not all that far away, so September 22nd is the return of the Witch's Ball at uh, the Elysium, which is a goth club in Austin. That's uh, Saturday starting at 9 p.m. till 2 a.m. The Council of Magical Arts proudly presents the Return of the Witches Ball. It has been 13 years since the last Witches Ball in Austin, and 13 is a lucky number. The fabulously wicked DJ Dren Pasht will be spinning Witch Wave and other danceable delights, and burlesque performers will scintillate your senses. There will be uh, divination readers, vendors, silent auction, costume contests, so dress to impress. This is a fundraiser for the Council of Magical Arts, a 501c3 nonprofit Texas corporation. All profit proceeds benefit CMA and the community services and disaster relief efforts they support. CMA was founded in 1980 and owns a 100-acre property called Spirit Haven Ranch. CMA produces two major festivals per year, hosts multiple work and and small events, and produces The Accord, an online pagan interest magazine. This association of practitioners of the religious, uh, of the magical arts, promotes spirituality based on pagan beliefs, and is open to people of all traditions who are interested in celebrating nature, spirits, and community. www.magical with a K, arts.org. Special thanks to Allie Fell of Dark Rising for the use of her artwork on their Facebook page. That's uh, right in town. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds pretty interesting. Sounds like a big thing. 
And then September 29th is the Dallas Vampire Ball. Endless Night, Dallas Vampire Ball at the Church, Dallas. Uh, tickets are available on eventbrite.com. Father Sebastian presents Endless Night, Dallas Vampire Ball. Featured performer Emma Vodevil from Houston. Guest DJ, DJ Angel from New York City. Dress code Vampire, Victorian, Steampunk, Ghosts, Gothic, Fairy Tale, Formal. Advanced tickets, $15 general admission, $20 VIP. Reserved tables, $50 requires a VIP ticket. Doors at 8, open after hours till 4 a.m. The Church in Dallas, 2424 Swiss Avenue. I could dress as Mr. Hyde, but they just think I was a homeless person. (laughs) 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 And that's it through the end of September, and that's about as far as we need to go at this early point yep but halloween is coming i think uh the stores have started stocking their halloween stuff they have and uh i think they've got early sales if you uh get in early last year um in austin there's a thrift store called savers Mm -hmm. that i bought a ton of stuff at (laughs) and i should probably use that before before you buy go buy more (laughs) no no i'll buy as much as i want damn you (laughs) i don't have a problem you have a problem You're about to have a problem. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, Contact us at Texas Steampunk Connection on Facebook, Twitter, um, Gmail. (laughs) It's like, ask us questions. Give us your comments. What do you think about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Are you Dr. Jekyll or are you Mr. Hyde? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't have anything else to say. How about you guys? Uh, Thank you for listening. We really appreciate uh, you... uh, tuning in every two three four weeks we happen to get a, a show out here um, <laughs> and uh we look forward to uh talking with you soon okay Anything else? Guess nope. that's it all good <laughs> until next time mind, mind your, your gauges, gauges. this has been the texas steampunk connection version 3.0 Opening and closing music by Tricyclo Circus Band. Excusez-moi. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you out and about one of our adventures. Or to join you on yours. We welcome your correspondence. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, FanboyTV.com, or your favorite podcast outlet. Until next time. Mind, mind your, your gauges. gauges.